Welcome, everyone, to Awaken the Possibilities podcast. I'm your host, Terry Wildeman. You know, it is so important to hear the messages of those who are being called up today. And a lot, a lot of my guests, many, many of my guests, have specific messages that they want to share with you, the entrepreneur, to assist you in growing your business and elevating your life in mind, body, and spirit. That's what Awaken the Possibilities is all about. And I, Terry Wildeman, your host, with all the work that I do to help people, one-on-one coaching, group coaching, and workshops, and uh, podcasts, it's important for me to bring you fantastic stories that help to open your eyes, open your mind, and open your hearts. Today's guest is no exception. And I'd like to introduce you to Miney Homer. Miney is a successful businesswoman living in Queensland, Australia. Australia! See, my first person, no, second person from Australia. You're my second person from Australia. In her 23 years of business, she's ridden the ups and downs and even had a few feedback moments along the way. Miney comes from a history of abuse, leaving home at a young age with no self-worth, self-confidence, self-esteem, and self-belief meant she was never taught these necessities. Miney spent many years even though successful with a burning desire for more. And isn't that the sign of an entrepreneur? We always want more. We want to serve. After almost 30 years of searching, determined to find the answers, she found them. Through NLP, Miney has been able to build herself up and heal what was broken. She is now a confident and certain of herself and believes 1,000% in who she is. She's dedicated her life to helping others do the same. That way they can have the life they want and become the person they were meant to be that much sooner. Welcome to Awaken the Possibilities. Thank you so much for having me. It's such a delight to be here. So share with us, please. What got you, you know, you said you had a lot of ups and downs. Can you tell us a little bit about some of those ups and downs that got you to where you are today? You know, I can. I, I think it's definitely the, the, I think it's every part of the journey that builds you into who you become in the end. Um, even the ups can be just as trying sometimes as the downs. And yes. yeah, but I think it's the downs that set you aside from the, I don't wish to say normal person. I'm just going to say person that doesn't make it through, I suppose, because so many people hit it down and they quit or uh, they allow the negative emotions or limiting beliefs they have in their minds to hold them back and say, look, I can't do this. I'm just going to go back and get a job or whatever. But I think it's, it's those moments. Those are the moments in your life that even if you don't see it at the time, are the pivotal moments that can change it all. It's it's what you choose to do with those moments that makes you who ultimately you end up being, I think. So what actually, are, are there any stories 
I love the story parts. Any <laughs> stories that one specifically that really helped to form who you are today? There are, there are many stories. I think the biggest one was starting, um, I've, I've started 11 businesses. I've done, a, done this 11 times where I've created a business from scratch because uh, it seems to be my superpower. It's what I'm, I'm really, really talented at. And I think one of the biggest realisations I had, not at the time might I add, because it was still old patterns playing, was when I, I had a thriving business that I'd created from absolutely nothing. And this business was taking me an hour a day and it was bringing me in the equivalent of two full-time wages every week without fail. It was just unbelievable. It was a business I was able to run while I had like the babies and toddlers at my feet, basically. Um, and because of my lack of self-belief, my lack of self-worth at the time, even though I'd been incredibly successful and I created something what was pretty amazing, I had a lady come up and compliment how amazing I was. And my reaction to that was to sell the business within 24 hours because I couldn't be found out to be the fake or the fraud that, you know, clearly I, I, in my head I believed I was. And so here I took this incredibly amazing business that took me an hour a day and sold it within 24 hours for a lot less than it was worth and actually felt proud of myself that I'd done that because I got rid of the, the problem as I saw it at the time. And so I think that's, that can be classed as quite a down because really I threw away something that was amazing. Because so let's take a step back. That's really important what, what you're talking about here. And I really love the entrepreneurs in the audience to hear what you just said. You had a business, something that people dream about where you work one hour a day making a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And you threw it away. You basically sold it for a value that was a lot less than what it should have been valued at, what it was actually valued at. Mm-hmm. And what was the reason why you did that? Because somebody came and complimented me on how amazing my product was and how incredible I was. And because I didn't believe in myself, I didn't believe in my own worth, I was afraid I'd be caught out as being the fake and the fraud that I believed I was in my mind. And a lot of entrepreneurs feel that they're frauds. A lot yes. of entrepreneurs are like, why me? Who am I to ha- live this kind of life? Who am I to be healthy, wealthy, and successful? Who am I to have this stuff? Who am I to be great? Mm. So walk us through that, if you would. I would love to hear more about what was going through your mind? What was the fear that was triggered to have you sell that business? Because that's huge. Mm, That is huge. It's a huge story. Lots of lessons there. Absolutely. So I can can remember really clearly, Terry, I can remember I I was dropping my children off at their daycare, uh, which the kindergarten kind of thing, so that, you know, I could have some time to myself. And this, this woman I didn't know bailed me up. And she said, she said, oh, are you Marnie? I went, uh, yeah, you know, sort of a little. And she just went into this rant, like this woman was just ranting. Was, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I knew you came to the same kindy as my. Oh, my gosh. I've used your, your nappies. It was, it was diapers. It was like cloth diapers, my company. 
And she goes, oh, I've had four children and they've all used the same diapers and they just laughed and the quality's amazing. Oh, and I just, oh, I told three of my friends and they bought from you and their friends bought. And oh, it's just so good to meet you. It's just, oh, I'm just so excited to finally meet you. You're amazing. You're incredible. You, oh my gosh, please just keep going. Build this, make it into like a phenomenon around the world. You've got to do this kind of, and I'm like, whoa. <laughs> this was just, it was absolutely blowing my mind, Terry. But what was coming up for me, what was coming up for me was like absolute sheer panic, sheer panic. Because in my mind, even though I had come up with the concept, I had imported a product from China, I had branded the product myself and I branded it and named it after my son who was still in my tummy. Do you know what I mean? When I first started this, this is when I started the business. I got pregnant. I thought, right, I want to not have to pay for the baby product. So I'm going to find a way to have that paid for. Um, so even though I'd done all of that and I branded the products, I, I looked at the competition. I brought in a product that was better than what the competition had and I completely smoked the market, even though I did all of that, and then continued to run it so that it brought in that, that incredible profit the competition couldn't keep up with me. I was I was ahead of the game the entire time and I was I was making tweaks and I was doing different things. I was the one that brought in the rainbow nappings where they had plain white and I was the one that brought in the patterns and like, you know, koala bears for Australia and all different kinds of patterns through my supplier in China. I was the one that was the innovator that was coming up with this. And even though I'd done all of that, this woman was enough to knock me off my perch. Now, I'm not saying there was this one woman on her own. I believe that over time, in my mind, I was getting tired of dealing with hormonal women. But you know what? Look in the mirror, money, because, you know, it's like, you know. And so I think this is just the, that point where I just thought, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, I'm going to get caught out. I'm going to get found out. You know, what I've done isn't special. What I've done isn't amazing. It's just it's, it's what I do. And, oh, my gosh, if this woman thinks that, there's how many other people out there, you know, think the same? It's like, I, I don't want to be famous. I'm, I just, mm. you know, I, I can't handle that. And I literally drove the 30 minutes home and walked in the door and said to my husband, I said, that's it, I'm selling it, I've had enough, I've had enough of hormonal women I'm doing, I'm getting rid of it. And I literally wrote the ad for it. I put it up on the same platform I, I'd made the business for success and the phone started ringing because... It was probably thirty to sixty thousand dollars too cheap. I still sold it for quite a bit of money, but it was probably way too cheap. And lo and behold, somebody happily took it off my hands within forty, you know, within twenty-four hours. And I was. How did you feel after you sold it? Mixed emotions. Mixed emotions. My instant reaction was like, "Ha! Look at me! Look at me! Look what I did! <laughs> I fixed the problem! <laughs> no more problem for Barney! No one's gonna find out just what a faker or fraud I am! I can just like, you know, scoot off and do something else now." And then I can remember when I was packing the product into, like, you know, their car, for example. That was like, "Wow! Okay, well, it's all over. It's like that's it. It's that's that, that's my baby going out the door because that was the name of it. I called it my baby." And that was my baby. So watching it go was was interesting. And what's yeah, worse, watching, and what's worse, watching them destroy it was even worse. You know, it didn't oh last. wow, yeah, okay. it didn't last. You know, it, it. I think it lasted another six to eight months because they just 
destroyed what I'd created. So that was even tougher watching that. Okay. Yeah. So what was, so what did you do after all that? You said you've had various businesses. How, first of all, how old were you when you created that, when you had that business? Uh, that one was 35. I was 35 okay. when I did that. Yes. I was pregnant okay. with Thomas at 35, but that was, um, that was probably my fifth business. That, that was your fifth business. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Okay. You said you've started. All right. I thought that was your first business. What did you do before that? Uh, so I, I had a commercial cleaning franchise, which failed. Um, I had a mobile mechanics business. I had a mobile computer repair business. I had an online jewelry store and I had an online tool store selling tools for uh, like, you know, like, you know, okay. drills and like, yeah, yeah, all kinds of things. Yeah, so okay. um, a, a very wide variety of businesses, um, all based on where I was at in, at in my life and what was going on mm. for me at the time. So, like, the commercial cleaning one was, like, not a favourite of mine. I did not enjoy cleaning men's urinals at 2 a.m. Um, mm. It was with uh, my first husband um, and where I shone was actually building the business up rather than cleaning the toilets because it's not what I wanted to do. Sure. Um, and that one fell apart um, when the marriage split up. That just pretty much overnight. Uh, the other ones were with my current husband of 17 years. Was we, we, we were the couple who we met, we moved in together two weeks after we met and three months later we started our first venture. Do you know, it was like just yeah. match made in heaven kind of thing. So, And mm-hmm. here we are 20 years later and we're still together. So... Very nice. Very nice. So, so the diaper business or the nappy business was your fifth business. What have you done after that? Uh, Well, so I continued with the tool business. I still had that running at the time when I had the nappy business. Okay. um, From there, what did I do then? What was next? Oh, then I got into um, tornado covers for the, the, I'm not sure what you call them. We call them utes over here. So they're, you know, the, the, the vinyl covers that go over the back, or I think you call them pickup trucks, maybe. I don't know, I'm guessing. Oh, yeah. yes, 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 yes. Yes, yeah. Okay. So I, I found a gap in, in the New Zealand market for that. And so I filled yeah. that nicely. And that was bringing in yet another income stream. Um, from there, I went into um, Bitcoin trading, believe it or not. That was short-lived. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> as I said, not all of them made it. Not all of them made it. Yeah, uh, sure. From there, it was Bitcoin trading. And then I that's when I did my NLP training and started doing my coaching and um, business coaching um, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, courses now. I now have courses for sale. I've got a uh, abundance mindset i've got a, a 10-week program for self-confidence um nice. and so yeah it's just gone on there's just been little bits along the side you know that i've just sort of like thrown in or just you know started little businesses from so yeah so very very nice yeah there is now so, another mechanic shop as well my husband's now like you know we own the mechanic shop again so so how many income streams do you have right now right now i have three coming in so it's it's okay. I love it. But the reason I, I love it is because one thing that I've learned about entrepreneurs, and you are truly the serial entrepreneur. You're saying. And to be an entrepreneur, you have to take risks. Yes? Yes. Okay. Yes. So out of all of these businesses, how many were successful? In my mind, um, eight were successful. Okay. So... Three of them didn't make it. 
right? Nope. And they really did not make it. (laughs) Okay. So my point being is that you're taking opportunities and entrepreneurs are famous. A real entrepreneur looks at the opportunities that are in front of them and evaluates them. And one of the things that I love that you were saying is how you're looking for gaps in the industry, looking for gaps that needed filling. I just love that language. You were looking for the gaps. That's absolutely wonderful. And one of the things that I know is a true entrepreneur, there may be four legs on the table. If the table is the business, okay, an entrepreneur knows that one of those legs can snap at any one time. And if the leg snaps, the table tips. Mm -hmm. So it's important to have lots of sources of income, which equals a table leg under the table. And you have demonstrated that absolutely brilliantly. So I want to thank you for that because uh, I think you've had the most businesses of anybody I've interviewed recently. Which is a wonderful thing. So it's it's a great lesson for the Awaken the Possibilities uh, audience to hear from you and what it is that, you know, how entrepre- the entrepreneurial mind thinks. So what propelled you or what compelled you? It depends. It's, it's a different, two different words, two different energies, compelled mm-hmm. and propelled mm-hmm. you to study NLP. What took you to that place? That was that was quite an interesting journey. That was a, a journey over many years. It's I think it was my search for the self-confidence and the self-belief and the self-worth. Not actually knowing that's what I needed. I just I was I, I wasn't aware of what I needed. You know, there's so many people that say things like, you know, if you want to be loved, you've got to love yourself first. But nobody shows you how to do that stuff. Yes. You know, no one teaches you how. Yeah. And growing up how I did, you know, that wasn't that wasn't taught to us. We weren't given those those skills because my parents didn't have those skills. So how can parents teach their children what they need to know to survive in this world if they don't know how to do it themselves? And that mm-hmm. fear that surrounds that not knowing, that not knowing their worth, not knowing their value, that fear stops them from reaching out to find the answers. And so the whole NLP journey for me started um, with one man who I was blessed to meet in 2014, and that was Tony Robbins. Uh, I followed Tony. I followed him for like 20 years. I was one of the people on his very original message board something 20-something years ago. And I'm still actually friends with a couple of people from that board. Some have passed away. Some have, like, you know, disappeared off the face of the earth. But I am actually still connected mm-hmm. to a couple of people on my Facebook from that board of 20 years ago. And so I followed Tony for many, many years, um, wanting to meet the man, wanting to meet him, but making up all those excuses as to why I couldn't make it happen, you know, why it could never be, why it could never happen. And then a lot of those excuses I ran out of in 2014 because my biggest one was I wasn't in the same country where he attended, but I moved back to Australia from New Zealand and that excuse was gone. So I ended up going to a Tony Robbins event and through circumstances, I met the man. It wasn't easy. It was something I really had to jump through many hoops to do. But it was what planted the seed in my mind that, holy moly, if I could meet Tony, if I could make that happen, my goal was a hug and a photo and, oh, my gosh, can that man hug? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> he 
he's huge. a big guy. He's a, he's tall. <laughs> he's huge. He's a monster. I tell you. Uh, if I could make that happen, the seed was planted. If I can make that happen, what else can I achieve? Mm-hmm. And that was probably the very first seed that was actually planted in my mind for NLP, but did nothing with it, of course, because the other pieces of the puzzle weren't in place yet. And it was probably a good 18 months where I used to have a phobia around food because when I was young, I had pineapple forced down my throat with a fork. And my unconscious mind had taken that on that it was dangerous to try new foods. And so um, I had this phobia and I had that removed with NLP from another friend of mine. And it's like, just sort of like they added it to the pile. And then I, got, I just got curious after that, I think. And I reached out to someone I knew who did the training. And before I knew it, I was signed up for this training. Had no intention of actually doing it, but I was signed up and even quit twice on the guy because I, I don't need this stuff, you know. <laughs> and to be honest, the guy hadn't given a, a great impression of himself anyway, so I wasn't too impressed with him to start with. But another friend of mine just kept pushing and pushing and pushing until I got in that door. And I can remember saying to my other friend, fine, I'll do it fine, fine, just back off, I'll go. And I did, and it changed my life. It completely transformed my life. It was the, the answer I'd been searching for for years. Just Nice. And it's like, hallelujah, because look at me now. Yeah. So you took the NLP training. Yes, I did. And which, uh, after you did the NLP, and it, by the way, folks, uh, NLP stands for Neuro Linguistic Programming. Does, yeah. So the short word is NLP. So those of us in the field just use NLP because it's a lot smaller than <laughs> Neuro Linguistic Programming. Yes, it is. Yes. <laughs> and there are a lot of techniques that work with the brain. It's not brainwashing. It works with reframing. Uh, the negative situations or or the ways that we see things into a much more positive perspective. And it can actually help heal trauma, which is a wonderful thing. And that's what uh, you were talking about with a lot of the trauma. A lot of us have trauma from our youth and NLP. So tell us about, can, can you tell us a little bit about how NLP may have worked with you in releasing any of that youthful trauma trauma that got in the way of your business. I would love to see the bridge, the connection between your youth, NLP, and your business. Okay. Well, well, growing up where I did, like with, you know, parents that didn't believe in themselves and that didn't know their own worth, naturally those beliefs were passed on to me. Um, Always believing I wasn't good enough, that I wasn't worthy of anything you know like as you said earlier why me why you know why am I special why should this happen for me and unfortunately most of our population has that issue with the I'm not good enough and and that's exactly why they they go out and they get themselves a good job and they stay in that job until they're 65 and get the gold watch and then retire because they in their minds don't believe that they're capable of anything else and, and that's safe and that's secure which is how we've been brought up. Um, clearly, I haven't done that. But <laughs> um, but for me, doing the NLP training, and I think it's a jumble of everything because, um, you know, I've had family issues over the time. Um, I'm estranged from my family. I, I don't have anything to do with my remaining family. Both my parents have passed now. My mother died about a year ago. Um, but I, I have nothing to do with my, my sisters. 
uh, my, my family because we're just on different worlds, different planets, if you can imagine. So it's like, because, because I got out, because I, I was, I was, I was freed when I was 24 and my father died, my family decided it was a great time to actually throw me out. And they did that. They completely disowned me. They completely just tossed me aside, which at the time was devastating for me because I didn't know anything else. I didn't have anything else, but it forced me to go on this pathway. And so it's a blessing. Ah, oh, the biggest blessing of my life, I can tell you now. Thank you so much for what you did. I'm so grateful now. However, it has put me on a different level to where they are. And, of course, we just, we cannot connect. It's just they are still yeah, stuck where they are. You're just vibrationally different. Yeah, they are still completely stuck exactly where they are with with, mm-hmm. with no knowledge of how to get the help and no and no desire because of their fear to actually do anything to get what they need done whereas i i was basically pushed into it uh, and forced to do it and so like through my learnings and through my life experiences like not fitting in ever 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 (laughs) and um not understanding that for many years and then finding you know the tony robbins you know community um, and the NLP and realizing that it was making a difference in my life that I was able to take away negative emotions like anger and sadness and fear and hurt and guilt and having situations pop up in my life that normally in the past would have just floored me and suddenly seeing that they no longer did that was huge. I had Brilliant. a major case of rejection just on two years ago now. Uh, somebody that I, I gave my heart and soul to completely and utterly, only to have them toss me away just like a piece of rubbish in their mind. And, yes, it still broke me, but not to the level that it would have in the past. Do you understand what I mean? Got it. Got and it. Very so nice. there was things that I normally would have just, you know, like allowed to eat me up, like the fear of rejection. I felt no rejection. I didn't feel any less worthy, even though this person to me was like, yeah, and he'd just basically gone, you're not worth it, you're out. It's like, hell, I'm worth it, (laughs) you know, Um, to have that experience, And NLP helped you do that. Yes, it did, because once I saw in situations like that that there was a difference in the way, in the patterns that would play for me, like the rejection pattern was no longer playing and the, self-worth pattern was no longer playing I realized this was the answer and then I was like a dog with a bone I couldn't give it enough it was like I was hitting up all my NLP friends and saying let's do a deal let's do a swap come on let's do this let's do that and it's just like it was just like feed me Mm -hmm. feed me and it's two years now since that incident happened and I am 100% confident 100% certain I know my worth I know my value I have 100% belief in myself and I'd like to take that dude on now and just see how quickly he can knock me off my perch because I don't think he'd get very far, darling. <laughs> so the NLP, and congratulations for that, by the way. That is absolutely brilliant. So the NLP, how did, how are you integrating that now with your business? So you've got the leap from self-sabotage or, or mm-hmm. from uh, childhood. Uh, there were self-sabotaging emotions that were instilled in you that we inherited. And then mm-hmm. from there, you move forward with NLP. You learn to heal all that stuff. And how are you using it as a tool now in your business to help you thrive and succeed? 
Okay, so I think the biggest thing that um, I can share with you here is the fact that, you know, I still get those moments. Those moments still come up for me where I, I, I feel frustration. Uh, those moments still come up where it's like things aren't working for me and I just want to quit. Do you know, I, you still have the, the, the natural human emotions. But it's really interesting. It, it's completely unconscious for me these days because, as you know, NLP is mostly dealing with the unconscious mind. However, it's still, I'm still conscious and I'm still aware enough of it happening that it can give me a giggle. And it's really funny, Terry, when I get to that point where I might have had 50 rejections in, in a week, right? Like just, you know, one after another, after another, after another. And I can remember one incident, I got to a Friday afternoon, it was about three o'clock and I had been going hard all week and not scored a thing. Absolutely not. And I can remember sitting there and I said to my husband, oh, I just can't do this anymore. All right, what's next? And that was <laughs> it. That's all there was. And, you know, the next three phone calls, client, 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 boom. There you go. It was just, you know. And, and what was your business at that time? What were you selling that's, at that time? That's when I was doing coaching. That's when I was coaching. Ah. And I was selling, I was selling a $3,000 package, you know, to – you know, for eight hours work, you know, and that's the power of NLP. It's just, you know, it changes lives so quickly. And yeah, that's not an easy sale. That is not an easy sale. Yet right. it was like just, I had just been going and going and going and going and just got nothing. And then down I went, up I came straight away, like instant. And it was, it was seconds. It was like in seconds. And even it's now. Because you're Change. Your whole energy changed. Exactly, but because my mindset was stronger than yes. the patterns yes. that we used to play. I had new patterns yes. installed, you know, and so it was like even though the old pattern came in and it won for a split second, it was like instantly like, no, go going this way. And very, it's just, very nice. It is. It, it's, it's such a powerful tool. It really is. It's like Tony Robbins actually says that business is 80% mindset and 20% mechanics. And I 100% agree with the man because it's like, if you haven't got this sorted, you're not going to make it, sweetheart. Simple as that. Okay, yeah. You are not going to make it. Yeah. And he's absolutely right because if you think about it, uh, and I've heard him say, uh, say that before, uh, what sunk the Titanic was what was unseen. So 20% of that iceberg was seen, the 80% was unseen. That's so it. when you're dealing with the subconscious and you're dealing with the self-sabotaging emotional baggage that we carry and, and use the various holistic modalities to clear them out, it can create such success. And it is an absolute joy to hear you and see the expression on your face on using this uh, NLP, which is as amazing, which is an amazing tool to assist you in um, to achieve your desires and help clients. That's fantastic. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Thank you. I'm, I'm thrilled with the journey I've been on. It has not been easy. Please know for, you know, I don't think there's been many moments in my life that have been easy, but thank God, thank God that I went through what I did because look at me now, look at me now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Look at you now, girl. So uh, I have a question for you. Actually, I have a few questions for you. And this is just something that we're asking at the end of our guests. So what is your favorite word? Ooh, all right. My absolute, outstanding, outstanding. Nice. Absolutely. Outstanding. You give me an outstanding, you make me a 
happy soldier. <laughs> Excellent. And what is your personal definition of success? Happiness, pure happiness. It doesn't matter. It's, it's not about the money. It's not about what you have or what you don't have. It's not even about, you know, it's not even about one particular thing. It's, it's what it is that makes your heart sing. What it is that sets your soul on fire. And when you can wake up every morning like I do, I wake up every morning and I'm blessed to hear the surf, the sunshine goes because I choose to live here. Okay, it's my choice to live here. If you can wake up every morning and the first thing that comes to your mind is like, what's going to happen today? That's success. That is, that is true success. You know, okay. people measure it in all different ways, Terry, but it's like it's they about do. happiness to me. That's what success is about. If you're happy, it doesn't matter what you have or you don't have. Who cares? Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah. And question number three, what is your best advice for entrepreneurs today? Just keep going. No matter what, do not quit. Do not quit on you. Do not quit on what you are doing. If something is not working, do something different. But just keep putting one foot in front of the other and just just keep moving forward, sweetheart. Just Keep going. Excellent. And I understand that you have a book coming up soon? I do. We've actually just released a book. It's called Lockdown Took My Income. And it's basically- Do you have a copy there? I do not have one with me at the moment. Damn. I <laughs> go get it. Oh, go get it. Hang on. Two seconds. <laughs> well, I knew she had a book. Duh. Lesson learned to have to make sure that my guests have their books in front of them when they sit down. Lesson learned for me. That's the first time this has happened. Okay, so show us your book. Lock, ah, lockdown, lockdown, what is it? Lockdown. Took my income. My income. Okay, yes. let's talk about that. Okay, all right. So it's basically it's a nine-step blueprint for someone who has lost their job, has lost their business, wants to go online, wants to start a different income stream. And it's, it's my system that I've developed after doing this 11 times on how to make it happen right from the very start, the very, very first things you need to do right the way through to getting to the point where you've launched a business and you can go and get make it successful. So it's, yeah, it's taking the world by storm. Um, we got number one um, international bestseller in Australia, in USA and the UK. Nice. As well as number one hot new release on Amazon as well. And um, so we're now being interviewed all over the world in podcasts. Very nice. Uh, radio and television are now starting to take an interest. And this book can just change so many lives. And that, that's my reasoning for wanting to, to for writing it, you know. Very, very nice. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Thank you. So, so we can get it on Amazon? Absolutely. Yeah. Or you can go to my website, which is at tallpoppiesrising.com. Can you say that again, please? What so is it's it? tallpoppiesrising.com slash lockdown. Um, yeah, so that's where you can also get it. So either or Amazon or my website. So, yes, just, yeah. Excellent. And that, would you please spell your your uh, website again? Tall, T-A-L-L? 
tall poppies, as in the flower poppy. Oh, poppies, P-O-P-P-I-E-S. Yes, and rising, as in rising tide, okay, dot com. And so that you understand the meaning behind the company name is over in Australia, New Zealand, there's a syndrome called the tall poppy syndrome. And basically it's people that will do what they can to cut you down if you get too tall or too big. And it can also be what you will do in here in your own mind. If you think you're getting too tall and too big, you'll tend to cut yourself down. So we're about taking the tall poppies, the, the serial entrepreneurs, the people that know that they've got more and about lifting them up and rising together. So that's why we are called Tall Poppies Rising. Love it. Absolutely love it. Well, Mamie, this has just been a fantastic interview. I appreciate you coming on the Awaken the Possibility show. And I truly hope my audience, my dear, dear audience, that you are taking away some great insights in, especially if you're an entrepreneur, to re-quote what was just said. The word is outstanding. Happiness is key. And just keep going out of the words of Mighty Homer. So please make sure to get her book, Lockdown. I love that. That that is just a great, great book title. (laughs) I absolutely love it. And next week, we will be bringing you another brilliant guest. So stay tuned with us on Thursday afternoons at 3 p.m. And we look forward to seeing you next time. This is Terry Wildeman. And again, thank you, Manny, for being here today. We look forward to spending so much more happiness, happy times with you in the future. Take care. Bye-bye.